Welcome to the Autism Dad Podcast. My name is Stephen Bedard. When I call myself the Autism Dad, that assumes that I am the dad of children with autism. And as I mentioned in our first episode, I have two children with autism. And I'd like to, over the next two episodes, just introduce you to my children and my experience with them. Our oldest child is a boy named Logan, and he was born in 2001. Logan was an amazing kid right from the beginning. He was good-looking, smart, active. He was able to figure things out quite quickly. His problem-solving skills were second to none, and everything about him seemed absolutely perfect. I remember being at the doctor's office once and looking at a chart on the back of the door and it listed how many words were to be expected by each age and I counted it out and was thankful to find that he was exactly where he was supposed to be for his age. However, at a certain point in our family life, things got turned upside down, literally actually because my wife was in a car accident when she was eight months pregnant and the car rolled over three times and landed on its roof and thankfully both mother and child were safe but I'll get into that when I do the episode on my daughter. But in the midst of everything happening with that accident we didn't notice that there were some changes with our son. He began to get focused on certain things like ceiling fans and he also began to lose all of his words until eventually he had nothing. We were very concerned and so we took him to the doctor and the first thing that was suggested was to have his hearing checked and those tests came back showing that his hearing was perfect. And then our doctor sent us to a developmental pediatrician to rule out autism. And so we took our son to the pediatrician and spent a day going through different tests, and by the end of it, the pediatrician returned to the room that my wife and I were in, and he was holding a box of Kleenex, and we knew right away, before he said anything, that it was indeed autism. But to tell you the truth, I really had no idea what that meant. The only thing I knew about autism was what I had seen from the movie Rain Man and from the TV series uh, St. Elsewhere, which probably most of you don't even remember. But anyways, that's all I knew about autism. And so I wasn't sure how much I was supposed to panic at this diagnosis. Well, we went from that with a little bit of understanding of autism. And quickly, that knowledge grew, both by reading and talking to other autism parents, but also just from being around Logan and seeing the things that he was doing. The biggest challenge with Logan was the fact that he was a runner. He would get stressed out by things that we just could not understand, and he would take off, and he would escape from our house. At one time, even during the winter, he stood at the front door, took off all of his clothes completely, and ran away. And thankfully, he was found by someone fairly quickly, and we were able to get him back safely. But there have been many times that 
we have had to call the police to find Logan. It's one of the most dangerous things about his autism. One of the things that we did learn about autism from Logan is that his development wasn't the way other children's development was. And I don't mean just in being delayed. Rather, children who don't have autism develop fairly gradually. It's kind of a diagonal line as they grow at a pretty steady rate. What we found with Logan is that he would actually go from one day not being able to do something to the next day actually being able to do it. And I still remember the day that he was able to imitate things. Uh, One of the challenges he had with learning is that he couldn't imitate. And yet one day while he was watching Shrek, I saw him imitate something that was done in the movie. And so I began to do different things like pat my head and say, do this, Logan. And he would pat his head or I would clap my hands and he would clap his hands. And so that literally went from one day not being able to do it to the next day being able to do it. Now, our son Logan is considered to be nonverbal, but what that means is a little bit more complicated than just not being able to talk. Uh, If you met him, you would assume that he has no language, that he is completely unable to communicate verbally, but that is not the case. Many years ago, I noticed that Logan was still awake, even though it was getting close to 10 o'clock. He had his light on and he was going through his books. And so I decided to go down and to shut his light off, uh, this time by unscrewing the light bulb uh, instead of just doing the, the light switch so that the lights would stay off. And when I unscrewed the light bulb, I heard very clearly, Dad, turn the lights back on. And my assumption was that it was Logan's brother, Justice, who was asking me to turn the light back on. So I screwed the light bulb back in and looked and Justice was sound asleep and there was Logan looking at me. So I unscrewed the light bulb again and again I heard Dad turn the light back on. And I turned it back on and looked at him and he was looking at me and I went back upstairs and told my wife that Logan is talking. We don't know why but he was talking. So gave him a bit more time to read because we were pretty excited. And then we uh, went back down and turned the light off. And he again asked me to keep it on. And I said, well, I'm really glad that you're talking, but you really need to have the light off and you really need to go to sleep. We've noticed at other times that he has talked. Usually it's when he is upset about something. Uh, There was one time we brought him to school and he was really, really upset, having a total meltdown. And over the loudspeakers, they began to sing the national anthem and he was screaming and he ran over to the speakers and started yelling stop singing stop singing because he was just really upset and so this happens from time to time now one of the most difficult things that has happened to us with our life with Logan is the time that it came that he had to go into a group home our daughter as you'll find out in the next episode had already been in a group home But Logan seemed to be a lot more easygoing, and we thought that he would be able to stay with us at least until his adult years. But that was not the case. We noticed a real change when he entered puberty. 
And this led to some increasing violence, some very difficult behaviors that we just were not able to take care of at home. And so through some complicated circumstances, we eventually were able to have Logan go into a group home. And thankfully, he is now in the same group home as our daughter. That has been really good for our family. They really love each other. They have a great connection. And we are so thankful for that blessing. We now have both Logan and Abby coming to visit us every other week. And hopefully, we will be able to do even more with them as time goes on. But that's a little bit of what our son is like. And you may or may not be able to identify with those symptoms of autism. Uh, Every person with autism is different, and that includes our son and our daughter, as you'll find out in the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode. Check out my website at hopesreason.com, where you will find a link to my autism blog. You can support this podcast by going to my Patreon page, patreon.com slash hopesreason. You can find my books, How to Make Your Church Autism Friendly and The Autistic Pastor, on Amazon. Thank you for listening, and God bless. (laughs) 